Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. everyone welcome to matt and dory's excellent adventure that is your favorite podcast ever that's what you're listening to thanks for uh, making us your number one favorite podcast about ivf look don't make qualifiers and people who qualify had... it in your head however you want oh, okay this might be the number one podcast hosted by dory and i together at the same time mm-hmm. this might be your favorite podcast on a cast mm-hmm. we did it everyone we moved. Yep. You probably don't even know that. Nothing changed. Well, the only thing that'll change for them is if someone is like binging the back catalog, yeah. they're going to hear the same ads on every episode for that week. Oi. That sounds annoying. It is what it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Otherwise, nothing changes. So I hope you're all... Uh, Happy with our new home, internet home. We are. 
so far. It's really been great. <laughs> we haven't posted an episode on this yet. This is the first one. It'll be. I great. mean, they're all there now, but anyway. Thank you, honey. You're welcome. Did we introduce ourselves? I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Everyone knows that. Because this is their favorite podcast. Oh, right. I forgot. Duh. I forgot. Thank you for reminding me. Ugh. So, we're in my office. Yes. We're, we're, we're really, uh, you know, we're just, you know, weekend beating from our son. <laughs> Pretty standard. Yeah. Um, With, Matt- like, no cleaning last night. So, I, I did a bunch of it today. He did a lot. During Henry's today. cranky period. I took him outside. We were in the outdoor yes space. Yeah, which is essentially just like a... It's a playpen. It's a giant uh, laundry basket. That's what it looks like. <laughs> it's like a... It's a play yard. It's a collapsible play yard. It's on... It's in the Amazon shop that I set up. If anyone out there needs to know what our baby uses, that's the stuff. Which is amazon.com slash shop slash Dory. <laughs> Two E's, guys. Two E's. You know that, I think. It's on the names I mean, of the show. If they don't at this point. Um, I don't know what to tell you. Okay. What were we talking about? We're talking about Henry being outside, me cleaning. Yep. Yeah. You know, we're just trying to make do here with uh, what I would describe as uh, limited motivation to do the dishes. That is accurate. Um, and they pile up and because there are so many dishes. We're not, uh, you know, we're cooking about 900 times more than we were. Because of uh, various reasons, but number one being this lockdown. So, I for one would like to lock down the pots and pans. <laughs> oh, everyone turned it off. <laughs> um, yeah, <sighs> I don't know what's going on. Well, I took Henry to his one-year appointment. Oh yeah. Which I found out. What a week. Yeah, it was a week. So when I had looked on the website of the pediatrician's office, they said only one healthy parent is allowed to accompany children. And we looked at ourselves in the mirror and we're like, oh, well. I'm healthier. You're certainly a healthier person than I am. Yep. So I took him. And then when we got there, there was like a sign on the desk that said children under two can have both parents at the appointment. Yes, which was news to us. Yeah. So unfortunately, Matt was not able to come, which was a bummer, but... I missed out on what I would describe as the only one-year-old appointment I'll ever have. That is accurate. So, you know, we'll put it in a scrapbook. I'll look back on it fondly. I'll remember it better than he did, because he's a baby. Yeah. Doesn't remember things. Um... But, you know, he's 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 doing great. He's a he's a great little baby. Seems to be an allergic baby. Yeah, he seems to have some seasonal allergies. Yes, he might be allergic to the lockdown. He could be allergic to lockdown. He you know, it's it's interesting spending so much time with him where he's like um cranky and not cranky like flipping a coin. Mhm. And uh Seems to always be hungry or tired, which is like me. Mm. So he's got your horribly pale skin mm-hmm. and my uh, 
Temperament? Yes. <laughs> uh, best of both worlds. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows what... Uh, luck of the draw, guys, you know? We only had so many embryos. Yeah. So we ended up with this one. Who, you know, if if it, if it had been a fresh transfer and your uh, your tubes were clear... And I didn't have a septum. Right. Um, he'd be, well, how old now? He'd be three. Jesus Christ. He was frozen, guys, for so long. For two years, he was frozen. It's wild. Yeah. It is a weird thing to wrap your head around. Like, he existed for two years. Yeah. Just like, mm. Yeah. But he was also, he also didn't exist because it wasn't him. Right, it was uh, just some a, divided cells. Some cells. In a Petri dish, in a freezer. Yep. Poor guy must have been so cold. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe they give them jackets. Um, you know, I was talking to a friend, a friend of mine who's, uh, who has uh, a science baby and whose wife recently went in to uh, have a retrieval. And I think they got like three eggs or, or so, something like that. And they were none of them were viable. But uh, what he was telling me was the doctors of the IVF clinic has like been a phone ringing off the hook. Come back in and do a and do another round. They want they're they're tell they're they're trying to get her to come back in and yes. do another round. Which is like that seems gross. It seems like their business is dried up during this. So my question... Because I am pretty sure I know who you're talking about and yeah. she is not young. Right. And Well, I mean, if you're going to do it, do it. No, I but suppose I'm saying the science like, matter is like, get it Yeah, but like, before. she doesn't have great ovarian reserve. Like, I don't know. It seems sort of irresponsible of them to like, keep encouraging her to do retrievals. Well, we were, my friend and I were discussing just like, we think that like, it's because of the pandemic that they're desperate for the business. Well, I'll tell you what I'm sure has happened. You know, our clinic, I know they, they go to a different clinic, but at our clinic, they had a ton of international patients, ton of patients from China. Yeah. I'm sure they have none now. Yeah. Should we do around now? Definitely. But I was my question to the audience, anyone who's IVFing or was IVFing and the cycle sort of got put on pause. Uh, you know, I saw Dr. Beck's Instagram the other day. It seems like they are still all systems go over there. Well, they've got an ample supply of masks and gloves. Yeah. Um, but like, so my, my question to the audience is like, if you're going through that, I wonder, if, are your, do, you, do you find that your clinics are being a little more hard selling? Yeah, that's interesting. Thought I would bring it up and ask. Thank you for bringing that up. You're welcome. It was figured it was on topic. Yeah, it's very the topic of very IVF. Topical. You know, if they started giving people discounts, they would get more people in the door. Uh, I mean, even though, like, think about it, like, I'm sure it's changed people's mental state, too, in regards to having a child. For sure. I'm sure it's also like, it's so I think you're dealing with that effect. You're also dealing with the effect of like, 
oh, what's the economy going to be like uh, when yeah. this baby's on its way or whatever? So I, I my I, my curiosity Will hospitals is, still have restrictions on number of people in the delivery room? Will my parents be able to come out and help me with my kid? Like yeah. all of these questions are big question marks. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's sort of the question I'm posing to yeah. the audience is, are you in the boat where you were gung-ho and... Uh, Maybe had some some cold feet because of what's happening. And if you were, are you getting a hard sell? Mm-hmm. Those are my questions. Thank those you. Are, those are Matt's questions. Pertinent questions. Please answer them. If you don't answer them, I will find you oh. on the internet via this podcast, and I'll just talk at you. <laughs> but I won't actually know who you are because I'm not. I'm very lazy. Yes. Um, the other piece of news is that the long-awaited couch finally arrived. I mean, we've had so many episodes about couches. <laughs> Why is your uh, camera on? Oh, because I had FaceTime. Uh, I was wondering okay. if you've been like in a Zoom for nine hours and didn't know it. No. Kate and I use FaceTime audio to record our podcasts, and so I had FaceTime open, mm-hmm. and I forgot to close it. Interesting. Well, I just want to make sure no one's spying on Thank you. you. I appreciate that. I just closed it. Um Wait, what were we just saying? Um, we're talking about the couch. Oh, you were talking about the couch. Yeah, Dory's couch arrived. She waited a long time for it. Ordered well before the pandemic. And then it arrived. It's very gray. Matt doesn't <laughs> like it. Uh, that's not true. I think it's, it's, it's just so... It's big, cushiony-wise, you know? Like, deep cushion... Well, because Depth I always wise. thought our old couch wasn't deep enough. Which I agreed when I would lay down on it and I would pull the back cushions off yeah. and throw them on the and floor. now you don't have to do that. Right. Uh, I mean, you can, but you don't have to. I haven't really laid on it yet. The shed, it has a chaise. It's yes. more of like a sectional. The chaise is extremely comfortable. Also, I can lie on the chaise and Bo can lie at my feet and there's really room for both of us. Yes, that's a big change because mm-hmm. our dog is big. Yep. Um, big enough to get through that doggy door. Uh, the and then we moved the old couch into the playroom. Yes, which has made the playroom more uh, mat friendly, accessible to people like myself who mm-hmm. hate sitting on the floor, crisscross applesauce. Mm-hmm. Um, and Henry seems to be cool with it. Yeah, but yeah, it, look, the couch, the bane of our existence, couch is now elsewhere uh in the playroom queen size sleeper everybody come on over <laughs> have a sleep <laughs> we'll just take our dog to, to overnight daycare for however long you're gonna be here <laughs> um but yeah i moved it myself I had to take the legs off to squeeze it through the door if you're a patron you're well aware of this yeah um but yeah, Dory was very insulted by my reaction to the couch, which I was very confused by. Thank you. Okay. Because I said it was just, it was gray. That My reaction to the couch was it was very gray. Because mm-hmm. there was nothing on it. Mm-hmm. It was just the couch and it was mm-hmm. one solid mass. Yeah. By the way, I, I've, I think I'm going to wait until we can actually go back into stores to buy new throw pillows. So I hope you're okay with the old ones being on the couch for now. It's fine. I mean, how often do I even see them? Because you're either on the couch and I can't see the ones behind you or 
You know, I have to be walking in the front door to see them. Mm-hmm. So, seeing as we don't leave the house, <laughs> the front True. door gets very little use. Except when you, quote unquote, go to work. Yes, when I pretend to go to work so that my son naps. How long was the second nap today? He had today? a great second nap today. Yeah, it was I like an so. hour 25 or something. Yeah, it felt alarmingly long. It was great. And then so. he went to bed early because he was tired. I mean, he's just, you know, he's doing so much. He's doing so much. He's doing so much whining at us from three and a half feet away. <laughs> just stares at us longingly through the bars of his gate from his playroom. If he's we have actually, to like get his dinner ready He's or something. actually, over the last couple of days, he has played quietly and independently a few times. Yes, but all the only times he will do that is when he's playing with not a toy. No, that's not true. I left him outside alone. Briefly. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And he was like playing with his stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Because he loves hitting buttons on amplifiers. Mm-hmm. And he, today he was really into uh, my guitar cable. That was the most fascinating thing ever. I mean, it's pretty interesting. So while Dory and I were eating lunch, staring at the play at him in the playroom, he just had his back to us and was like whipping that guitar thingy around that pedal, pedal I was just, thing. I was no, just watching him to make sure he didn't strangle himself. Yeah, well, we would have known he didn't strangle himself because we wouldn't have heard him whining at us. Well, he was quiet for quite some That's time. That's true. That's very true. And I was like, look, we kept the eye on him. Yeah. I would say, I would argue, we kept all our eyes on him. We did. So that's that is your typical that's atypical for Henry to be playing by himself like that. Yeah. He usually can't break uh his pattern of uh standing at the gate, reaching his hand out, because he likes to reach his hand out of things he wants, and uh screaming for whomever he thinks he hears out there. <laughs> Or whatever he thinks he hears, you know. It's true. And there are times there, you know. T- today we were in there. All all of us were in there. You and I, and Bo was at the gate, and he was still like trying to get out. He wants to be free. He wants he wants his freedom. He wants to flush a toilet, open up a trash can. What did you say? That was funny. The thing that like what he what he wants in the in the playroom. I said, I told him. I asked him if he would like us to install a toilet for him to flush, four trash cans, six trash cans, and uh, 400 pounds of dog food. Oh, yes. He likes to put Bo's food in his mouth. He loves to put Bo's food. He loves to like, and you have to like, you have to be lightning quick to get over there because he will, today I pulled three pieces of kibble out of his mouth. Well, and... For many reasons, I don't want him correct ever near the food. Ever near Bo's food, because that is like that is a thing where I would not blame Bo for getting territorial about. Yeah, I mean, look, I get territorial about it too. So, um, but like, you turn your back for half a second, and Henry's like made a beeline over there, and he is like, especially if he's crawling, he's fast. But now, even walking, he's getting really fast. Yeah. I like that I can I I can pied piper him out of the room now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when, you can like leave the playroom and he'll when, walk out with you. When he's going when we're gonna when he's gonna have his lunch or dinner or snack, 
I will say, come on, Henry, let's go this way. And I'll open the door to the bathroom, which then leads out to his room. It's a Jack and Jill bathroom there between the playroom and his room. And then I will, then I walk right out to the dining room. And uh, he just, you know, happily walks behind. That's very cute. And then I pick him up, put him in there. Because I was like, why am I going to carry him all this way when I could just literally have him follow me? Yeah. So we're getting there, you know. Soon yeah. he can he can do errands. We'll, we're going to figure it out. Mm, good idea. Useful baby. Useful baby. There should be a podcast called The Useful Baby, <laughs> which is like a thinly veiled child labor podcast. <laughs> um. All right. Well, before we take a little break, I just want to remind everyone that we have a Facebook group. It's still going strong. Facebook, Facebook.com slash groups slash Excellent Adventure. And there's also a spinoff for pregnancy and children. Is the spinoff better than the original or on par with? It depends what you want to use it for. Like now I find the spinoff more useful because mm-hmm, people are talking mm-hmm. about parenting stuff. Right. Um, but, you know, obviously if you have not gotten pregnant or have a child, you're not going to join the pregnancy. Right, right, right. It's like Cheers and Frasier. You know, they're both very useful. Right. So... There you go. Spinoff group. Get Spin it. Spinoff. Um, and you can support us on Patreon. Get up to two bonus episodes per month at patreon.com slash excellent adventure. Yeah. You can email us at doryandmatt at gmail.com. Matt and dory at gmail.com. They both go to the same place. We just That's set true. up both emails because we felt like it. Well, we didn't have a name for the show during the first episode, which I not horribly recently, but like I would say six months ago, I listened to the first episode. Mm-hmm. And we just, we didn't know what the show was. So, Did we have a logo though? And we were debating calling it Matt and Dory or Dory and Matt. Oh, I see. Um, and you can call us, leave us a message that we'll play on the show, potentially, at 413-461-BABY. And it cuts you off after three minutes. That's true. So I feel if like you're we, gonna, we never like mentioned that. But if, then you, people, if you're going to go long-winded, be prepared to memo. find a convenient stopping point. And then resume your thought in the next voice memo. Or you can record a voice memo on your phone and, and email it to us. As long as you want. Yep. Be like... Uh, Greg Watchorn. Greg Watchorn, hero of the Patreon. Seven and a half minute voicemail <laughs> and a, in a beautiful, lulling Irish accent. It was delightful. Yep, it was like he was here. Because yep. he kept asking questions and we kept answering them. All right. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, Not only do my feet 
sort of jump for joy. But like, I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel. Thank you. Well, we're back. Okay. So much has happened since the last time we talked, everyone. No, I haven't. I literally haven't even moved my hands. No, you haven't. You're in the exact same position. <laughs> All right. This next, this first email is very interesting. Email number one. Now, remember, everyone, Dory orders them in, in order of who did it best. Dear Matt and Dory, <laughs> as I listened to this week's episode, I went into Instagram to find the picture of Henry with a crown. As I browsed, I was shocked to find a picture of Henry with a pony. I could not fathom how, why, or what led you to get a pony for his birthday party. Upon closer inspection, it was just Bo leaning into the frame. That <laughs> dog has been confused for a horse like in that picture. Several times. So many times. <laughs> like, okay, Bo has a big dog head, but not he is he's not, not a horse. horse. Like, but he does, I will say, the thing about Bo is like when he's stretching out. Like his neck, he has a very long neck. Oh, and you think sometimes people just look at it and and like their brain codes it as yeah, because you don't see, you don't think of a dog as having a very long right. neck. But like when Bo is fully extended, the problem, the problem, it's not a problem. The thing about Bo is he has a loose, he has loose skin, right? Like a loose jowly kind of situation that like runs down to his belly almost, like a, you know, like the flaps of a Saint Bernard's. Uh, mouth. He just looks so peaceful right now. So, you know, he's a big wrinkly, he's got a big wrinkly neck and then, but when he's fully extended, it's just like, oh, the, the, you think that's all mass. 
Yeah. And it's a horse. Uh, thank you for posting all the adorable pictures. They make me smile every time and laugh out loud when I mistake Bo for a tiny horse. <laughs> Love you all. Melanie. Now, Dory really wanted a, a tiny horse for a long time. I did. I don't know how convenient that would have been, but... You know, my sister sent me a screenshot from her next door where... From her next... Meaning the next door app. In at, her yes, in neighborhood. her neighborhood. Gotcha. Someone had taken a photo of a woman with a tiny horse, mini yeah. horse, and like erased her face and was complaining that the woman was not picking up the tiny the mini horse's poop while the, while she was walking the mini horse around the neighborhood. Well, that's a problem. Yeah. If you're going to have a mini horse, pick up its poop. Are they legal to have domestically in your home? Look, it's Austin. Yeah, it's true. It is weird. Yep. All right. We have a Do voice. You, does anyone out there on the podcast have a mini horse that they keep they let go in and out of their house? That's a that's Great a good question. question. All right. I'm gonna play voicemail. Monday morning. Excuse me, the twenty seventh of April. I'm working from home. I'm listening to excellent adventure. And I'm really worried that I'm the bitchy real estate lady. Oh, my God. That said, Matt wasn't grateful. Now, I know I called at one point, and I said, Matt, you're making it more about you than you are about Dory, because you're worried where you were going to sleep and all that. And shit, I shouldn't have done that. And I'm sorry. And I do listen every single day or week. And I do comment, and you guys are so loving, and I'm so ecstatic that it's Henry and that you are so, I hate this term, hashtag blessed, but we all know what that means. Yeah, you hit the jackpot, guys. And I hope to God I'm not the real estate lady. (laughs) Good news. (sighs) You're not. Yeah, it was probably me. And I'm really sorry. Oh. I didn't realize that you carrying this guilt in your head for it's a year. Month, April 27th. And I'm so sorry about I it. I emailed her. And she emailed us. Too. Oh, thank God. Yeah. It's Sam in Seattle. And oh, thank God, Sam. What can I say? Um, you probably talked about it on your um, uh, shoot Monday morning. My brain isn't working. Your extra ones. Oh, I think we talked about the regular one, didn't we? And I don't have extra money to pay for stuff, so I just listen to the free ones. Anyway, Sam, just south of Seattle, 1,750-square-foot house. That's the real estate. Two cats, one of which is named Todd. (laughs) He's a goober. Um, And temporarily, a 23, almost 24-year-old living with me. Whoa. Because... She has a job that is essential, and she might have germs, and nobody else trusts germs right now. So anyway, if it was me, I'm so, 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 uh-huh. so very sorry. Thank God you know that. And I'm going to just hang up and shut up now. Bye. <laughs> uh, it wasn't you. It was a it was Massachusetts-based real real estate agent. So if you're out there and you think this might be you... And you're a real estate agent. Where do you work? Do you work in the greater Boston area? 
If so, it might be you. <laughs> but she said she was never going to listen to anything we ever put out again. So right. she's probably not hearing this. Yes, but I wanted, I just want to assure all other real estate agents mm. listening. I get it. That you did not. I don't want you to carry around Sam's guilt. Okay. All right. Um, you know, we got an email that is kind of touching on the issue that you raised earlier in the show. Not the hard sell part. Okay. But the like having another Second kid part. situations? Kind of, yeah. Let's hear it. All right. This is from Anonymous. Hey, Dory, Matt, and crew. First, yours is the podcast I look forward to most each week, and I'm definitely still listening. I have a 17-month-old science baby, and sitting down to read anything has become a thing of the past for now, so I appreciate having you to laugh with on Monday mornings while I prep breakfast for my busy baby. Matt wondered if anyone was listening and asked us to write in if we are bored. I'm not bored in the sense that I have nothing to do. I've got so much to do that I'm overwhelmed and my brain is shut down to any non-essential tasks. This social distancing thing is exhausting. In fact, my brain is the opposite of bored and I've been thinking a lot about your ongoing conversations about whether or not to have a second baby and the complications that come with that. This has been a point of contention in our house and I'm curious about your takes on our situation. Before we were married, we agreed we wanted kids and at least two, potentially three. The infertility shit the infertility shit all over our hopes in our marriage. We're hanging in there and have negotiated and therapized our way back to a stable marriage. I would love to get going on our second baby as soon as possible, but my husband, is, my husband isn't so sure now. He was promoted to a very demanding role in his company two months before our baby was born, and it's really taken a toll on his mental and physical health. We've had countless discussions about him leaving or making changes, but that just hasn't happened. Because of that, he doesn't feel he has any capacity for a second baby. He fears he won't get any time with them. He's the type of guy who is very easily overwhelmed and overstimulated, needs a lot of time alone to decompress. His mantra is, I have nothing more to give. (laughs) On the flip side, I can't imagine not having at least one more and giving our girl a sibling. I'd also really prefer them to be close in age, since in my experience... That allows siblings a closer experience growing up together. And frankly, I just want to get this baby phase over in a shorter time frame. I want to get through pregnancy and postpartum and move on. That may sound insensitive, but both are really hard on me physically and mentally. I haven't treated our experience so far as my last of everything, and I'm scared I will have to grieve that. I'm also having a hard time not feeling resentful toward my husband for changing his mind on how many kids we'll have. Unfortunately, even if we were ready to move forward, our lab just announced yesterday that they are only doing retrievals for the foreseeable future, so we can't even transfer the embryos we have. I'm sympathetic to his side, but I really think we'll regret not having another child, and I feel sad that my baby may be an only child. Thank you for any insight you have, and thank you for keeping the podcast going. I really appreciate you both. Yours in quarantine. Anonymous, living in a 2,676-square-foot house in Hillsborough, Oregon, suburb of Portland, with my husband, our baby girl, and a 75-pound pit bull lab mix. Mm. So. Husband sound a lot like you he does mm. like, you know except for the part where we never said we would have two children mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and i don't know where are you do you, th- do you think about it still mm-hmm. what do you think I think I'm gonna check in with you right now. I think that in an ideal world, I would like Henry to have a sibling. Mm -hmm. 
I'm trying to be at peace with the idea that he might not have one. Yes. And. Okay. So you could be at peace with that idea, but the idea of like not even trying to have a second one. Mm -hmm. That's another idea you'd have to be at peace with also. I mean, I just don't see how it would be possible. I mean, well, are you saying you don't see how it would be possible currently? Yeah. Like, well, not in not the, only because of the, the COVID, lockdown? but just like, I'm going to be 43. Yeah. You have horrible sperm. Who knows? Maybe it's better now that I'm, there's no pressure on it. But you're still smoking. Like, I don't know. I'm not like, I'm not confident in either of our abilities to produce like yeah. high quality <laughs> Henry's pretty high quality. Eggs and sperm right now. Yeah. I don't know. And and so just like, I don't know. the And like the more time that goes by, like the older I get. And well, that's just, that's, that's how it works. The less likely it is that I'm going to have viable eggs. And so then I'm, then I'm like, should we just transfer that other one that we have? And then I'm like, I don't know. I'm back to that. It was a, you know, it was a pretty decent chance that one doesn't even take. I know. I thought about that too. But I mean, I think I don't know. I talked to a genetic counselor again about that, and I, you know, if you wanted to transfer that, then we should do it. what why are you looking at me like that because i just feel like that's not the that's not the tune you were singing before what was the tune i was singing before? well i don't i mean here's maybe this was you don't the really tune. want another kid mm, that's not i don't i don't not want another kid like i wouldn't really i wouldn't it's kind of like it's gonna sound very callous the couch you really wanted the couch. Go on. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. You really wanted the couch. Yep. And, uh... I did all the legwork There's There was lukewarm on the couch. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Then you sit in the couch and it's a very comfortable couch. Yep. So, that's how the baby would be like the couch. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the way you were about Henry being a boy. And that's kind of how I was about Bo. Yeah, that's kind of how you are about a lot of things. Yes, but then don't I love these things? You like do. nobody's business? Yeah. So, you know. Interesting. I guess what I'm saying is if you came home with a child, I would love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you had a child delivered uh, in, a, in a two-hour window. No, but what I'm saying is like, I don't, you shouldn't have to feel... Like you didn't make every effort to have that second child. Okay. And, uh, you know, transferring a, 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 a genetically whatever. It's not a, it's not a, what is it? It has a micro deletion. A micro deletion. Yeah. So transferring a micro deleted embryo. That's just sitting. There. I mean, look, 
There's a way where like you can actually close that book mentally, I think, mm-hmm. if we were to just try mm-hmm. and put that embryo in. Mm-hmm. But if we are like, if Henry's eight years old and we're like, well, uh, embryo's still sitting there. Mm-hmm. We're still paying for the storage on this embryo. It's right. not about the paying for the storage, but um, you know, I don't know. It's, it kind of feels like you could actually walk away from the blackjack table at that point. What do you mean by that? You haven't played all your chips. I know because I feel like you haven't you haven't wanted me to play all my chips. No, I want you. But now you're kind of telling me I should play all my chips. Well, I mean, I would I would feel a better. I would feel better about the idea of the I would rather we didn't have an embryo sitting on ice somewhere. Yeah. There you go. Do you agree that the idea of doing another retrieval seems like not a great idea? Uh Look, we're on a new network, you know. Mm-hmm. We're an IVF podcast. Mm-hmm. Really, just got to keep the theme going. So, um, do I agree that it's not? No, I don't agree that it's not a good idea. I f- I feel like I feel about this round that this this idea the idea of doing another round. I feel the way about it that I felt about transferring. Henry and the once we did the transfer and you had told yourself all along that it wasn't going to work because you didn't want to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. But I was like, Oh, this one will definitely work. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just like, I think back on our track record and like the only the first two retrievals got us any normal embryos. Like the last three retrievals. Wait, no, that's not true. Wait, is that true? I honestly don't remember. I know the last two didn't. The last two definitely didn't. Maybe the first three did. But yeah, I was, the first, the first. But three I was did. also at like a, a, an unheard of stress level during those other two. Yeah. And I, I. Did not want to do that last one. But that was also two years ago. Mm-hmm. Like I'm two years older now. And wiser. <laughs> sure. I would say you're you're more vibrant than ever, honey. Oh, thank you, honey. I appreciate that. I think that your skin's glowing in a way it hasn't in, in, uh, probably in your entire life because you're born with the very pale, horrible skin that our son has. And, uh, but now that I don't leave the house, <laughs> now you don't leave the house. You're just like, you know, you're not burning up. You're, uh, you're just, you're just, you're just a nice beige. Uh, I would not call me beige. Well, whatever. We I should would... go to a, once, uh, lockdown ends, we should, uh, head over to a paint store and see if we can paint match you. Find out, find out what color. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we turned this poor listener's question into all about us well that's exactly what sam's problem was 
when she wrote in that time when I was making the hospital stay about me. Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> well, you made it about us. You didn't just make it about you. Anyway, but I, you know, I probably, she probably was like thinking, I, uh, in a way, did that to be helpful to her to hear us sort of work through the problem. Yes, I hear that. Uh, uh, you know, listener, I know you have a, I know you're worried about them being close in age. I think you should give your husband time to get through this pandemic. He's very stressed at work. We're in a very stressful time. If you wait another six months, even 12 months, like, I think it will be fine. So, also, sorry to get, and that. I, and I suspect that he will, he he will possibly be more open to the idea when he is not so stressed at work and we're not in a global pandemic. Yes. That's my advice. Back to us. Yes, back to us. You we we, we your your OBGYN was like don't try again for a year. It's been a year. Exactly. Is that why this popped into my head? Maybe. Or is it because we're recording an IVF podcast? I don't know. But like, yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, you are older. We should have done it earlier. And then I'm like, well, no, you could, we couldn't have. Well, we could have done a retrieval earlier. Oh, I guess we could have. Not but, that much earlier, though, because I didn't get my period back till Henry was like nine months old or something. So there you go. Fact. Yeah. Think about it. <sighs> well, that was a lot. Think about how many... Aaron's two babies could run. Oh my God. So many, <laughs> but by the same token, like I see how your sister is with the two kids mm-hmm. and how your brother is with the two kids. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it seems miserable. Mm, I disagree. I feel like you're just constantly following either child around dealing with their bullshit. I think they entertain each other though. And I also see like Kate Spencer's mm-hmm. kids now, like she said today, they were just outside together all day. Like she didn't interact with them hardly at all. Mm-hmm. Just like inter- like hanging out with each other. Yeah. Uh, but do I have 10 years of patience to wait for that to happen? <laughs> I think it happens earlier. I think, I think you see the, the challenging parts of it and you don't see the parts where it's like really nice for them to have a sibling. Yeah. No, I mean, look, I, I, again, thinking out loud here. Yeah, no, I, and I appreciate that. I want you to keep thinking. Anytime I see two kids together, it just seems like a lot. It, I think, well, I think it is a lot. Yeah. I don't think it's easy. Mm-hmm. But when I see one kid, I'm like, that's reasonable. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah. I mean, so. I thought about that too. Like our lives will definitely be easier if we only have one child. Oh, what a dream. Especially if summer camp ends forever. <laughs> God. You know? Yeah. It's hard to entertain one, one year old, but imagine entertaining a two year old and a one year old. Hmm. Two-year-olds and one-year-olds can't go to camp anyway. How about a four-year-old and an (laughs) (laughs) 18-year-old? All right. This is a similar question. 
This is from um, Andrea. Hi, guys. So first, I'm more excited than I care to admit about finally having something to write in about. I very ironically started listening to you guys shortly after I returned to work after my maternity leave for our son. Yes, I was one of those monsters who binged at 2x speed. Oh, God. Even though I didn't go through IVF or have any intention of ever pursuing it, I found your podcast to be really interesting and enjoyable to listen to, largely because I feel like you guys mirror our relationship dynamics in so many ways. In fact, it made my husband and I decide to do our own podcast. More on that in a sec. So the reason I'm writing in is because we've been trying for a second with no luck so far. A little bit of backstory. About three years ago, my husband and I, boyfriend back then, were planning on getting engaged and married and knew that with my age at the time, I was 36, he was 33. Time might not be on our side if we ever wanted kids. After speaking with my doctor, we decided to get my ovarian reserve tested to see what we were working with. Wah, wah, it came back super low. I think like 0.5 when it should have been anywhere from one to three for my age. At that point, my doctor advised me to either start trying soon or to look into egg freezing if we didn't want to start right away. I still wasn't sure if I even wanted kids and definitely wasn't interested in doing full IVF as one of my best friends had just gone through a very long and expensive IVF battle only to remain childless, childless and I knew that path just wasn't for me. Long story short, we decided at least to talk to an RE who then ran all the standard tests, including the HSG, which determined I also had a blocked ovarian tube on my left side. A month later and before half of my tests even came back, boom, prego the old fashioned way. Healthy baby boy, light of our lives, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward to today, we have a healthy, happy, healthy two-year-old son who's determined to break everything in this house during quarantine, including my spirit, and have been trying for number two since last summer. After not turning, after turning up not prego again this month, I decided it was time to at least start talking about what might be happening. My doc recommended another ovarian reserve test along with either a FemView or a standard HSG test. The FemView is apparently done in their office, uses air bubbles instead of radiation, less painful. Mine hurt like a bitch last time, but is slightly less accurate than the HSG, which I would have to get a referral for, but is also associated with a slight increased infertility because of the whole tube clearing thing. The few people I know who have gone through this have only ever done HSG, so I'm wondering if there are any eggheads out there who have done the FemView. What was your experience? Did anyone need to later do the HSG? Can we send out a tube signal? Also wondering if anyone knows if one might get the same fertility boost from shooting air bubbles instead of ink up there. Stands to reason you would, right? Anyway, thanks for all you do. If you wanted to check out our podcast, it's the Happy or Right podcast. We are on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Twitter is hat, at Happy or Right. It's a good title. Andrea. And she's uh, 1,600 square feet in Pasadena. P.S. You guys should totally move out here. We could hang with two adults, one enormous two-year-old, and three old-ass kitties. Wow. Uh, that is a good podcast time, by the it way. Is. For a couple's podcast. Yep. Also, like, way to go not tying yourself into IVF. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, the the egg signal has gone out for the fem view. Haven't heard of that. Um also sounds like something you could ask about in the Facebook group. I'm curious about like what the what is that number measuring? Like I know I know the the I'm sorry. I mean I know that it is measuring the ovarian reserve, right? Right. But point five, what does that mean? Like point five what? I forget. Point five eggs left? Like what no, does this mean? No, no, no. I forget exactly. Is what it that like means. on a scale of one to five or something? Yeah, it where is you're on a scale. given your where you're where you're graded? <sighs> You're actually Googling it. Yeah, because I feel like it's something I should know. 
It's a term that is used to determine the capacity of the ovary to provide egg cells that are capable of fertilization, resulting in a healthy and successful pregnancy. Yes, but that's not what I asked. Okay, so here we go. The level of AMH in the blood can help doctors estimate the number of follicles inside the ovaries and therefore the woman's egg count. A typical AMH for a fertile woman is 1 to 4 NG per ml. Under 1 NG per ml is considered low and indicative of a diminished ovarian reserve. Mm. 1 NG. Newt, is it like a Newtonian gram per milliliter or something? Like, what is that? I made up the Newtonian gram. Um, I don't think that's a measurement that exists. I don't know what NG stands for. Ask Google. Thank you. This should be the podcast. Let's ask Google. Nasogastric. There you go. Wait, no, that's wrong. That can't be right. What is the, what is NG a measurement of? Is that what you typed? Oh, it's a nanogram. Thank you. That makes way more sense. Made way more sense than a tube. Newtonian gram. <laughs> or all right. Um, okay, we're, we're learning a lot about it. We really are all right we're going to uh read one more email and then we're going to take another break okie dokie it's from beth hi matt dory Bo, and henry i'm having a c-section on june 5th it is our second science baby we have a daughter who will be two in july curious to hear from anyone who has given birth recently during the pandemic Mm. we're trying to come up with a plan of what to do in terms of child care for our two-year-old We're not essential workers, so we've been able to stay home for the past month and a half. We're planning on my mom to watch our daughter while we were in the hospital. She's been able to stay home except for a couple trips to the grocery store. I have a call into our pediatrician, but was hoping to get a few listeners' opinions on a couple questions. One, should we have my mom completely quarantine, even from my dad, who also goes to the store, for two weeks prior to the C-section? Two, one of my biggest concerns is what should we do after leaving the hospital? Should my husband and I not see anyone for a certain amount of time just in case we picked something up at the hospital? I'm trying to decide if sending my daughter to my parents for a certain amount of time would be better than having my mom stay at our house. Anyway, I would love to hear what people have done or would do. Again, I'm planning on asking the doctor for their advice, but would just love to get some opinions from some eggheads. Thanks, Beth. In around 2,400 square feet outside of Chicago with a husband, two-year-old daughter, and 10-year-old lab beagle rescue. I'd have your mother stay in the house. That's what I would do, too. 100%. You want to shove your two-year-old over there? Drive both of them crazy? Um, yeah, I would, I, I would do that too, but I, I, I'm curious to hear from other listeners who have been in this situation. Um, and if you want to hear, we, we talked about, um, a planned C-section, I think two weeks ago on this podcast and then on here for you, which is my daily pandemic podcast. We had an episode called pregnant in a pandemic that you might want to check out because we read a couple emails from people who had just given birth mm. during a pandemic. So could be useful for you. All right. It's wild how many extra things you have to think about now. Oh, it's, yeah, it's really wild. Hmm. BRB. Okay. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. We have returned. And we have a voicemail. Whoa. What a way to come back from a break. Actually... It's going to take me a second to pull this up because this she was, went Googling. By this the way. was a voice memo that is in our email. Also, she went Googling. So she wasn't even on the page. And anymore. I went Googling. So, you know, it was just. I mean, like go. how many NGs, right? All right. Here we go. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Leslie in Virginia. Um, I have a couple things to share. I'm going to try and go fast. First thing is that I have a friend who's having her first baby in September and she's struggling because they're not able to go somewhere in person to test out strollers and to test out what it feels like to have a baby a baby carrier and what it's going to feel like, how heavy it is, how easy are they going to be able to hold it. So I was wondering if you had advice for that. I am going to recommend that they look through your Amazon page, Dory, because that has lots of different examples of feeding resources and toys that would be great. They're having a baby boy, and I think they would love to see some of those information. Um, And then I also want to say that I'm really missing my family up in New York. Um, It's really hard not to be around my niece and my my parents and my sister and I miss them a lot so I was curious how you guys are doing not being able to see your families all over the country um it is me and my partner 600 square feet outside of in Virginia outside of DC we're looking for a new place to live but that's also really challenging with the virus and everything thank you guys for everything you're doing have a great week Thank you for the email. Six, I mean, the voicemail. Voice. 600 square feet. That's small. That is, uh, well, it's like, it's only half the size of our old place. That's true. Only half. We would still be there. Could you imagine? Oh, I'd be so mad at all of the listeners who told us not to move. Yeah. Every episode. We had, we had, there was a listener who wrote in to admit she was wrong about telling us not to move. <laughs> um, you know what's funny about that is like we'd never tried anything. Yeah, I was thinking that as she said that. I just like. I when, guess my question is like, are we the weirdos? I mean, I know there are people who go to like Bye Bye Baby and like try out strollers and look at car seats, and I just kind of went on people's recommendations. That probably is the best advice currently. Yeah, and I got to be honest with you, we never looked at anything. In person. At all. Not even the crib. This is true. And it all came. And it was all fine. And it all works just great. Yep. So. And I feel like I would have been overwhelmed. Yeah. The idea of, that would have, I think that probably would have uh, put uh, more questions in your head. Yeah. And I would have like started second guessing myself and I wouldn't, wouldn't have been able to make a decision. So why not second guess yourself on the internet with an internet search? But yes. Yeah, so like, you know. Our stroll is good. We got a, we got an up a baby vista. Yep. That's what we stroll in. We do. We do. Did anybody get us that? Um, on we had an Amazon registry, and if you you can set it so that if a gift is over a certain amount, people can just 
kind of like give you money towards the mm-hmm. gift. So I think we got almost all of the stroller paid for, but like one person didn't buy us the stroller. It was like oh, a bunch well, of people. Well, I was going to thank them. It was a bunch person. of people. So I guess a bunch of you. <laughs> Way to be cheap. Oh. And only buy a chunk of a stroller. It's a very expensive Thanks stroller. for the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Matt, this email is uh, relevant to you. Okay, I like relevant emails. It's from Anonymous. Hello, Anonymous. I've been meaning to send you this link. Mm-hmm. Turns out that two decades worth of Homestar Runner music is now available. <laughs> My entire high school class was obsessed with Homestar Runner, and I hadn't thought about it since hearing your podcast episode a couple of months ago. Also, have either of you seen the documentary Heartworm, Heartworn Highways? I feel like you, probably more so Matt, might really like it. Uh, I haven't seen it. I don't even know what it is about. Let's see. Here's the official trailer. From Film Buff. I can just get off of this LA freeway when I'm was made in 1976 that captured a moment. This is on the screen. And inspired a generation. Is that Randy Travis? I'd like to introduce myself. I'm, uh, excuse me, I'm Towns Van Zant, and this is my dog Geraldine here. Geraldine, come here. Geraldine? It's the first song I ever wrote about. Is it? Well, sometimes I don't know where this dirty road. That does look like something you might be interested in. I'm a weirdly a big fan of 70s doc. Like, I like... I feel like people behaved differently when filmed. And I mean when film was being used. Mm. Because it was expensive. Right. There was a... There was a, there was a clock on it. Yeah. And... um I think people performed more <laughs> for the camera. That's interesting. You know, yeah. It's funny. I was wa- I, wa- I was watching a, a clip the other day of Jimi Hendrix playing on his, on an acoustic guitar, and he plays this like great thing, and then he he looks up at the cameraman and asks if he can do it again because he messed up, and. The cameraman's like, go ahead. He's like, no, no, just stop it. Stop it now so you don't waste the film. And uh, he's like, no, no, just go, go. And then, like, he, you know, then just plays it again. But I feel like people people were concerned with wasting film. Yeah. There's more pressure on you to get it right. Yeah. Um, okay. In terms of how we're doing, my husband and I are both really lucky to be able to work from home, but we've both been working extremely long hours. I work on state budgets and the economic implications of COVID-19 means that states are basically losing all their revenue and freaking out. Kind of jealous of all the people I see watching movies and doing yoga when I spend a lot of my waking hours at my computer or cooking or cleaning up from cooking. But I realize how lucky I am, et cetera, et cetera. I also really wish... Hang on. I just want to point something out in that email. Yes. That last sentence, either cooking or cleaning up from cooking. Who knew that cooking caused so much cleaning? It's ridiculous. Yes. 
Like we would like if we we're gonna cook something, you know, we'd be ready for it. In the olden times, mm-hmm. we'd be like, "We're gonna make this thing." I think I'll make this thing later today or next or at the, on the weekend. Mm-hmm. And then you'd be like prepared for seventy dishes to be dirty. But today, right. nowadays, every fourteen minutes, a dish <laughs> is dirty. <laughs> It's it's true. Out of control. Our son goes through a hundred bottles of uh, and dishes and cups and and bibs. He has five bibs. Yeah, they were all dirty today. Well, because he gets he he has three meals and two snacks. Yeah, but it's still, it's a lot of. Scr- we were not we were not cleaning as we go, and. Uh, and it really caught up with us. Oh, God. I, I try to clean up as I go, uh, often in the kitchen, but last two days, just sort of, boy, oh, boy. We yeah. paid for it. Anyway, she's right. cooking or cleaning up from yes. cooking, which I get. But I realize how lucky I am, et cetera, et cetera. I also really wish we had a balcony or patio or something. In other news, I got a positive pregnancy test on Wednesday. I think I'm only four weeks and one day pregnant, so I constantly look at miscarriage rates, 23%, and just want time to speed up time to see if this sticks we've been trying for Mm -hmm. a while not through ivf and my anxiety about this is through the roof i also really want a blood test to confirm but because of COVID, i can't find a lab that's willing to do this any thoughts on how to make it through this time though of course by the time you respond it might all just disappear thanks so much hope you're all well anonymous in 1080 square feet in dc two adults one cat and one poppy poppy seed sized embryo hopefully (laughs) <laughs> you used to update people on how big the embryo was. Yeah. Remember that? Uh, um, anonymous, I also was obsessed with miscarriage rates, like the week-by-week week miscarriage rates, and I would look them up constantly. Um, I get it. One thing that, like a, a, a mantra that helped me that actually I think a lot of people um, talk about in our Facebook group is, today I am pregnant. That always helped me because it it helped me like stay focused on the present and try not to like be too future focused and catastrophize. But it was like, okay, today, whatever day this is, I'm pregnant. Good advice. You know, that's, that's how I would advise, advise you, um, to, to make it through but I know it's really tough especially now when you can't go anywhere and like you're kind of alone with your thoughts um, but we're thinking of you alright this next email is an interesting quandary from Sam hi Matt and Dory I wanted to see if you had any parenting advice for us our four month old has started openly crying anytime she sees her dad between about 5pm and 7.30pm Meanwhile, she's still just those two hours. Yes. Meanwhile, she still smiles and plays with me, her mom, even if I do exactly the same things. She's also fine with him anytime before 5 p.m. too. He can change her, bathe her, etc. without the terrible continuous sobbing he receives after 5 p.m. She does spend more time with me. Dad works long hours, both weekdays and weekends. And even during work from home in quarantine land, he's often in grumpy businessman work mode during the day and has to be very intentional about creating time to hang out with her. 
He and I switch off doing her bedtime routines, but she gets so upset if it's after 5 p.m. and he tries to interact with her. It's making him feel a little sad and also less willing to do her bedtime routine and more likely to defer and have me settle her down because it's discouraging to have her scream at him for an hour. It also makes me feel crazy and upset to have her cry so much when I know we will calm so quickly if I intervene. So I inevitably come help with her routine to keep her cool and happy. Do you have any advice for us? We are two adults, one four-month-old science-y baby. We were on track for IVF after infertility until I had a tubal surgery and became spontaneously pregnant. I like science-y baby. Yeah. And a 30-pound terrier mutt in 1,100-square-foot home in Pasadena, built in 1905. Two Pasadena people today. Interesting. Uh, it, you know, I'm trying to think. Was it, this, this feels like it's them again. <laughs> It's not. So the opposite of an open concept floor plan and no garage, but we do have an attic and a California basement. What's a California basement? Isn't it like a, like an above ground basement? Am I making that up? I don't know. That's why I'm asking. Never heard of it. Um, yeah, I think it's an above ground basement. So it's a two story house. With a pitched roof attic? Um, I guess. And are you counting the basement, the California basement floor square footage into your. What is a California basement? Okay. Well, houses built here in the early part of the 20th century often included so called California basements, tiny rooms tucked below grade to house the boiler, water heater, ductwork, and electrical panel. The basement as living area was virtually unknown. Oh, I see. Because it's probably on an incline. It's on an incline or a decline. It's on a hill. So you'd be able to have that expo- that part of the... You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a California basement. That makes sense. Are we right? Is that a California basement? Right <laughs> no, in that's what I just... I, I just read it. No, I know. But like maybe she's wrong. Oh. <laughs> um, all right. Do you have any thoughts about this? Uh, my thought is like, what, how quickly are you coming in? Good question. Um, you know, is the baby crying for 20 minutes and then you're coming in? Is the baby crying for five minutes and then you come in? Um, weirdly, I would try to keep it. Are you breastfeeding? This is all actually all my questions here. Are you breastfeeding? What you, cause you said that in your, in your sentence about your husband not being a problem for the other 22 hours a day, you didn't say anything about feeding. Mm. Good call. This baby sounds hungry. Mm-hmm. This seems, this could be the, you know, the quote unquote witching hour yep. of your, of your child. In, in which case your child is hungry at five thirty, which is pretty, seems like pretty basic human babydom. Um, but I, I, but I can't imagine that that's it because I feel like you you would have figured that out at some point. And also, the baby's not crying when she's around. But is she around just carrying in boob milk in her mm. body? Well, you know that made me that made me think of something else, which is maybe even during the day, the dad, even though he's very busy and in grumpy businessman mode, maybe he should do feedings. Feedings. Yes, I agree. Uh. I think you have to get the baby to understand. Now, if you're only breastfeeding, four-month-old, mm-hmm. if you're only breastfeeding and you're not pumping, 
this is this is a problem. And this is why your husband is hated. Mm. But I can't imagine because you're because it sounds like you're saying it's bedtime, so it's the baby's got to be eating before bed. So, our advice is have your husband feed the baby if you're not exclusively breastfeeding. Have your husband participate in a feeding that is not in the witching hours. If this is way off base and your husband feeds the baby and and the baby's eating with your husband but still being an angry baby, then I would start to extend the period of time before you came in there. You can't, you know, you don't want to get the Pavlovian response of, I cry, mom comes. Yeah. I I would I would even suggest going as far away from them in the house as possible and putting on noise canceling headphones. Normally I would say go for a walk or a drive, but we're in a pandemic, stay home. Yeah. Check out your California basement. See what's doing. <laughs> yeah, I would say as much as you can resist the urge to go in. But I guess yeah. So we, we apparently we have more questions about specifics. So if you want to follow up email to us that we would appreciate yeah that all right we have just uh, one more email that i'm gonna read okay it's from connor how's it going california what's new here in new jersey we've been locked down since mid-march i was laid off i work for a music management company slash booking agency so that shut down pretty much overnight and luckily my wife is working from home I've had more time to play with our five-month-old, play bass, some video games, and do some stuff around the house. I'm putting together the Billy from Ikea tonight. (laughs) I wrote you months ago about our kid needing surgery, craniosynostosis, and a helmet. And you read my email and said babies with helmets are adorable. I agree. God damn, you were right. I feel silly worrying about that now, but I guess that's part of being a parent. You'll most likely need it for three to four more months and graduate in August or September, so it could be worse. Pics of our cute helmeted baby are attached. Hope all is well. Keep wearing your masks. Hopefully we get back to normal soon. And I put this... I th- you showed me this baby. I showed you a different one. This is a very cute one of him on a bench in a helmet. <laughs> By the way, let me just say, there's times when I wish Henry was wearing a helmet. Just in general, because of the thudding around of his head he likes to do. There is so much thudding around. He is... By the way, your, your kid's adorable. Adorable. I wonder if you work for Live Nation. Where'd you work for? Anyway. Um, I'm sorry to hear about you getting laid off. It is very confusing. I am so globally confused about the music industry at this point. Yeah, like, what is going to happen? Like, the music industry thrived only on live shows that was how your careers were yeah now because no one was buying music everyone's streaming music now there is no live music so what are we doing are we gonna have to have a bunch of hungry people saying we are the world to support musicians <laughs> i mean but also like comedians yeah actors like theater actors sure i mean it's like, ugh, it's tough. It's very, it's very, uh, it's interesting and confusing. Mm-hmm. I was listening to a very good fretboard journal podcast uh, yesterday with the uh, one of the Martin, Martin guitar executives, and he was talking about the supply chain. How he's like, he's been on the phone with like Bob Taylor and 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 Collings. You know, just checking in every day. We're all like, they're in the same industry. Blah blah blah. 
and they brought the very interesting point of like um the, the supply chain like what happens if like your guitar factory opens up before the Ernie Ball guitar string factory oh, opens yeah. up. Oh yeah. No. And and it's and this is this is every industry. And it's like, well, you know, Taylor makes 800 guitars a day. They go through 800 sets of strings a day. And it's just like it's sort of wild to think about that sort of Yeah, supply chain and logistics stuff is like fascinating. It's so fascinating. Then that's, you know, that's why supercomputers are built mm, okay. <laughs> to think of these things. Well, Matt, it's been a pleasure. Oh, uh, thank you, wife. You're welcome. Um, we we should thank our Patreon supporters. I would love to thank them, and I'm going to thank them by reading their names aloud along with you, because that's one of the perks. Along with two up to two free episodes per month. If you're at the five dollar level or above, you'll get your free episode and you'll get your name right on the podcast. Ten dollar level, you get two podcasts extra and your name read on the show. You can go to patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. And uh with that, let's start thanking everybody. Carolyn Land and Greg Watchhorn. Oh, Greg Watchhorn, you should just you you, you are the podcast. Jennifer H. S., thank you. Melody Balthazar, thank you. Tyler Rosewood, thank you. Karen Thakurshi. Uh, Abba N. Alan L. Alec Meredith and Fletcher Babel. Allison Dean. Uh, Amanda Lighty. Amy. Amy Giles. Um, Andrea McCarroll. Andy Pavlik. Angie James. One, two, three, four anonymous people. April Cherry. Uh, Ariana Perry. Ashley Cicely Lee. Audrey Watson. Aurora and Zelda. Becca Foster. Ben, a PhD. Brett Jarrett. Britt S. Baker. Brittany Bonanza. Bruno Macias. Carly Moore. Carolyn N. Kathy Hill. Shinami Worth. Chris Dibel. Christina Smith. Cynthia Misner. Meisner. Meisner is exactly how that is spelled. Why did I read that like that? Debbie Meredith, a.k.a. Lex Conan's mom. <laughs> uh, Diana. Elizabeth Gerardo. Maybe Debbie can write in. Yeah, and Let Debbie. us know what Lex is up to. <laughs> let us know what Lex is really like. Um, okay. Thank I you. I don't know why I'm looking at this like, okay, next on the podcast is the end of the podcast, it says. <laughs> Uh, thank you all for listening. I uh, hope you uh, are well and stay well. And, uh, you know, if you're uh, anything like us, you also hate doing dishes. Thank you so much. Bye.